Welcome to What The Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Christelle Rubio, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit, from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind-the-scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves, and of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of, what does being fit mean to you? My guest today is a multimedia producer, content creator, and on-air personality that believes stories are the root of the human experience. She's a self-described wild child that subscribes to positivity. When she's not behind a mic or camera, you can catch her on her motorcycle and drinking cocktails. Please welcome Allie Martin. Hello. Hello. <laughs> this is so weird. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> I am so happy that you're here on this I, side of the table. Thank you for having me. I know. You have no I, really table, I feel but. like I don't know. I don't know what to say. I'm like, all right, let's start asking you questions. <laughs> no, you don't. You get to just sit. You don't this have to is, have a thought in I your head. This. You don't have to I do one this. second of preparation. <laughs> I know. Uh, whenever I go on other people's podcasts, which I yeah. haven't been in a while, but like Natalie Jones. Yeah, I love her. Yes. And it would just, I would just be like, fuck yeah. This is great. I don't have to Do think. people get nervous when they come in ever for your podcast? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and I'm thinking, this is just, this is so nice. We're not in a studio. Like, I know. I know. We're on it. We're, we're, we're in, in you're a, hanging out in your living room. You have so jungle. many plants. <laughs> by the way, I'm very impressed by your plants. We didn't talk about this, but it is very much a jungle situation right now. And it's because... It's an ambiance. It's because... Um, we had a bunch of these plants outside. Yeah. Like at the patio I showed you. The, oh, right, the right, right. You little, have a little outdoor vibe. Yeah, a little yeah. rooftop. And I'm embarrassed to admit this, but normally in the past, like these ferns, you see I have a trillion. Yeah. They're like $12, $15. They're not that yeah. expensive. And so every year in the past, I usually like seasonal, yeah. like they're just gone, right? Like they're, I'm, they're, I'm not. So you're saying that you've actually kept them alive this year. Well, now with my partner Charlie, who was like, will not let one a green thumb. will not let one plant like no plants You're left plant behind. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm not a plant killer. Like I have like mo like it's my okay. inside you plants. Can't admit it. My inside plants are my inside <laughs> plants, but I just kind of was like, it's like par for the course. Like I yeah. I'm not I'm, you know, the ferns, it's just the ferns. Like they're just I'm not gonna bring them back every, every or every year I'm gonna get new ones. It's okay. You're a plant killer, it's fine. I kill fake plants, so <laughs> So now that I'm now that he's that he's here and and he's this has saved to you the life, one two three I can't math well but at least you know fifty bucks absolutely it has <laughs> like there's no doubt about it it's a bet it's better for the economy of yeah. this house it's better and for the now moral you have a great compass. winter ambiance yeah You're, I think this is good for everyone but it's morale. a little but it's a little intense in in my opinion I kind of like it okay well we'll go with it yeah. I guess okay so Allie yes I feel like you have been in my orbit for yes. a while, but oh I, gosh, but yes. I haven't like, I hadn't gotten to know you or like even really met you until this past summer yes. at the 
Me Active and Lita Ruth fashion show. That was the first yes. time that yes. I was like, okay, like we are saying hello and introduction. But it's always just been like, you've been just like doing a bunch of like amazing, cool stuff. I think so. Like, I'm so interested to like hear about your career and like what you do because it does seem like you're hosting events. You have like fucking cocktails of the month. Like, how do you have that? (laughs) Like, I want a cocktail of the month. I'm trying to figure out what it is that I do. Like a radio show, your podcast, like you're riding motorcycles. Like, I'm like, what (laughs) is this? woman doing and so like I'm very interested to hear but before we get into like a career story which I I want like the full yes gambit and I know you're not from Cincinnati and I want to hear about that but the first thing we have to start with is how did you start riding motorcycles because Uh, that is not a common thing for a young lady no you you, this is actually probably the number one question that I get asked at least over the past couple years original and how no 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 but I don't really ever answer it okay good we'll answer Um, it yeah I don't think I've actually ever legitimately answered it on any sort of recording recorded device you heard it here first this is it how did I start riding motorcycles um and why yeah so for for me it was just something that I had always actually wanted to do like when you're a little girl no this was like a college thing I don't know why so for more context I love to just drive Okay. So, so driving in cars have always, yes, have always been a big part of my family. I only like to drive by myself, though. I don't like when other people are in the car. Yeah, I it could it, agree it, with it that. gives yeah. like me a, a, an extra sense of like, uh, yeah. I just don't like it. But if I'm super stressed or like going through Therapy. the deep shit, I have a route that I take. I do you go, listen to music or do you? Drive oh, I listen yeah. to me. I and I usually have just like one intense song that I would play on repeat. Yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah. Like, and I'm, I can imagine, and, like, if and I the had next a thing you know, I'd just be like, <sighs> when the Spotify playlist comes out, you're like, I know exactly what my top song is. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited for Spotify rap. It's going to be <laughs> yeah. intense. Wait till the end of 2022. You already know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious as to what yours oh, is going to be. Oh, I am going to be. You're going to be like John Mayer no. to like Metallica. <laughs> to- <laughs> it's going to be, well, it's going to be one, obviously, a lot of Taylor Swift. That's yeah. That's a no brainer. Um, but then there's this one artist, Bank, B-A-Y-N-K. He's like an okay. electronic, kind of like I think melodic. I, I might know you're talking Like very rhythmic, yeah. Yes, very rhythmic. Like but there was beats, a period yeah. of time where it was very in- All in- of that. Just one Driving particular song. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> over and over and over. And, I, so anyways, and that's what happens, you know. So get in the car and drive. And love to drive. I have, um, I've always driven a manual. I drive a manual now, and I know that's like, you like oh, grew it's a up small, learning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I learned. I started to learn how to drive. My mom taught me actually how to drive a manual. Shout out to mom. Um, when I was like, f- she was like fit a year before I even got my temps. She's like, we're wow. gonna like get in this car and drive. Did you like have a parking lot that you went to? What was the parking my, lot? The high school, Sycamore High School. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we did a lot of laps around there. Learned all my all of it. And my mom was a champ. And even just growing up, it sounds silly. Like my brother and I would always play racing games and mm, like okay. motorcycle racing games and things like that. So it was always okay. So this in, is like yeah. in you. It was yeah. yeah. There's just I love the road. I yes. love the road. I love travel. I think there's a sense of exploration and adventure mm-hmm. and getting from plant like point A to point B. Yeah. And it wasn't until college I was like, oh, you know, it would be really cool. I'd love to ride a motorcycle. And I also have on my list how to learn how to fly. Wow. That we can get to that later, but that's just like a random detail. Okay. Like I love to learn how to fly, and then the pandemic hit, 
And I'm like, this is, there was, I kid you not. Everyone got a fucking new hobby in the pandemic. Everybody got a new <laughs> hobby, but this has been, there was something that I'm like, I, this is my time. And I kid you not, I made that decision. And in three weeks, I took the course, I passed it, got a bike, everything, all within that time. By yourself? Are you asking anyone for help? Like you're just doing mm-hmm. this on your own? No, I just did it all on my own. I just think like holding that <laughs> yeah. fucking bike, like that's hard to well, do. Well, oh wait, hold on, hold on. I didn't, okay, no, I did get help because here's, a, if anyone is learning how to ride a motorcycle, and this is something this is with my next thing. journey, yeah, I want to, I'm it's trying like to car find, where you're no. like, I'm going to get a new car and like you can drive it. Like this is a whole and new safety, way of transportation. Transportation. I would love for the United States to be more like motorcycle friendly, but, and like specifically urban cities and whatnot, but that's like, whatever. I just knew we need to get more people, like women yeah. on bikes. I would love to see that, but. That's we're not going to get down that topic of conversation. Yeah. Anyway, so I did have help along the way. And in the moment, I kid you not, chronologically, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. So then there was one friend who was like, hey, just like make sure you read the MSF course. It's a motorcycle safety course. And then, you know, maybe think about taking a class. And oh, no, I literally know that what I did, I just walked right into the Harley Davidson, a local one here. And I was like, hey, um, I saw that you guys, like, I'm learning how to ride. I Where the hell do I start? I just don't know what the hell I, No, that's I what I'm saying. It's like, I don't. And they were like, we have an all women's course. Oh, you should take wow. it. And I was like, oh, shit. Great. Let, let's do this. She's like, well, we don't have any availability for this month, but next month. Okay. I was like, cool. Got it. Sign me up. I get a phone call. She's like, if anybody drops, I'll let you know. Okay. I get a phone call. Thursday night leading into the weekend, she's like, yo, girl, like we have an opening for this month. Do you want it? I'm like, hell yeah. I cram studied everything from the MSF course. I went and got in line because this is when I was at WCPO with Cincy Lifestyle. I took, I was first in line at the BMV. I took my temp test because you got to get your temp test before the class. So it was just like Pass, a I studied. Test? It was okay. like a written, like if you were to go take your driver's yes. license, okay. you okay. sit in the BMV and like, you're like, how you have many like feet a, do you B, C, stop D. behind a school bus? Yeah. Boom. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you do if a dog crosses in front of you? Right. You, you know what I mean? And it's raining. Yeah. Yes, ex- exactly. <laughs> Where in the road are you dry- riding? Yeah. And past that, took the, th- like, then went in Friday, Saturday, Sunday, took the course. You take a riding test. You take a written test. I passed it. A week or two later, I found my bike and I was riding. And this was what? two or three years ago at this point. And now I have a different bike and they work with Harley Davidson up in Queen City. How did you like choose the bike? So they're like bikes specifically like this is for a beginner. Yeah. And I actually, this is something that I would love to walk other women through and not just women, but any new riders that I think I don't regret how I went about it, but I also wouldn't do it the same way. There's always a lesson learned, right? Yeah. Yeah. I wish I found my bike off of Facebook marketplace and I did a ton of research and I think I like thought I had more of a visual of what I wanted the bike to be rather than me like sitting on the bikes and feeling out the bikes. So I would always, you like had the vibe. I had a vibe. I very much wanted this like, I wanted this like white cruiser and that's what my first cruiser. Are you so, like sitting a little bit lower? Yeah, it's a little bit low. It's it's a relaxed fit okay. ride. Whereas like I'm not, I don't, I'm six one, uh-huh, right? For uh-huh. context for listeners, uh-huh. so a crotch rocket isn't exciting to me. That's oh, uncomfortable. That hurts my hips thinking about it. Yes, I, and I love the road, so I want to take 
a long trip if I want to take a long, I want to enjoy the ride. So if if you're Easy in that mindset, a, little bit. Yeah. a cruiser okay. is what you pick. Okay. okay. And so I kind of then, I knew that I wanted that style bike. And then I was like, well, I want this bike cruiser. So then I did all this other research. And then I had this Yamaha V-Star 650. And it was great. But then it was giving me issues. And like, mm. I broke down the side of the road once. And then my friend Tiff like, came and got me. And I called AAA. I was like, yeah, this whole thing. How do you even deal with it was, that? You know, you, you then that's where you start to find your motorcycle community. Oh, because then people, like, people like come out of the woodwork to help sure. you. It's crazy. I bet. I bet. And You're a very tight-knit group. What it you, is. What do you call yourselves? I have no idea. Bikers. Bikers. Yeah, we're just yeah. bikers, bikers, right? That's yeah, it. yeah. That's hogs, if you're a Harley hogs. rider. Hogs, yeah. Yeah, if you're a Harley rider, you're a hog. So I should I should tell you that, like, my family is, like, a motorcycle family, right? My, oh, my brothers yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, love right. motorcycles. My mom and her partner have a motorcycle. Oh, they your go, mom has one, too. Well, she doesn't have one, but she rides on the back. Okay, dope. Of her partners. I imagine like, it's a that, Harley. It's a Harley. Yep. That's, go, like, their... Harley, yeah. like their that's their weekend activity. They take the Harley in the mountains. I need they to connect with they your do social like gatherings. They'll do yeah. like rides for charity. Well, they like ride around and stop. Some places. of the most charitable groups. I think that's something for long term vision and goals. I I would love to just expose. I think that group more in a positive light. I think riders can have a very rugged, rough reputation yep. that, and this is, you know, can be cringy, but like your classic old white guy yeah. who is, you know, from the middle of above fuck nowhere, Kentucky, yes, who is exactly. probably racist. And yeah. There's a hill. Yeah. There's, there's a, a hillbilly. Hill, hill and that's belly. not no. actually true. Yeah. Th- there is some legitimacy to that stereotype. Sure. Oh, let's not get of that course. twisted. <laughs> but at the same time, that is not, the majority are not like that. No. And no. it would be so cool to just get more women to ride. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I know women, there's what I've learned is there's this fear to get yeah. women. Like, a lot of women want to ride. I have so many girlfriends who have like asked, hey, how did you get into yeah, it? Yeah, and yeah. What did you do to get there? Yeah. And how do I start? Yeah. And then I tell them, and then there's no follow through. Oh, I mean, I'm and t- it's I always fear. I just told you my family's a motorcycle family. Yeah. I've never been on a motorcycle. I never with any. Uh, uh, no, I haven't. Yeah, but and I would go. I would ride on the back of one for sure. I don't have any. See, and then with I'm that. always like, don't you should ride your own because I'm a firm believer of like. But I'm. But I'm. So, I would be so fucking afraid. Like that thing seems so heavy like how do i maneuver it yeah. how do, like it just seems like i would be like so out of control practice, it. practice. it's you know what's crazy and then there are so there are a bunch of so women exposed. who are small you are exposed <laughs> always wear a helmet every yes. time i pass a motorist who doesn't have a motorcyclist who doesn't have a helmet i get i yell at them I, not that they terrifying. can hear me yeah. but it's so stupid <laughs> yeah. that could save your life literally i i i I mean, I didn't end it with someone, but part of one of the, I was dating a guy for a little while who would ride and didn't wear a helmet. And his theory, I'm not going to get into it and his morale and messaging why he didn't wear a motorcycle, which I thought was absolutely asinine. And, and I'm like, you know what? We shouldn't be together because this is stupid. Don't just like end your life to end your life because you don't want to wear your helmet. So yeah. And, and, and that was the whole thing, but th- yeah, so th- it's, it's an ongoing adventure. Now I'm so fortunate and so blessed that I have a wonderful connection with Queen City Harley Davidson and I now ride a Harley and it's a huge part of my life and it's my therapy. But you have a car too. I do have a car. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I have to like winter time. Winter. Is tough. Yeah. Right. So you do you use the motorcycle purely like as a sport almost. Yeah. It's funny that you say sport. Cause not a lot of people 
you because you have a you come from a family of riders, so people who ride say that I've noticed. Um, yeah, and I enjoy it as therapy, getting out on the weekends. But I do take it to work as much yeah. as I can in the summer and yeah. whatnot. Because um, why not? Like, yeah, nice I would weather. love for it to be my main mode of transportation, but not but it's just here. not practical here. And also, there is just an element of groceries, and you gotta. Sure. Pick up stuff and yeah. I don't. I don't have a whole bunch of saddlebags and things like that. But yeah. 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 It is Cincinnati a very like bike friendly city? Yeah. I yeah. Feel like most cities though, it's hard for riders in general, right? Just with the cars, like stopping, going, like yeah. You know, I actually think Cincinnati's not that bad. I think people are aware. Ohio, I'm backtracking a little bit. Um, just even looking at Hurley stats in general. Ohio places number four as top, like, bought bikes in the country. Interesting. California is number one. Oh, yeah. Florida and Texas, I believe, are one and two, and Ohio and is number three. California has, like, crazy laws with or bikes four, where they yeah. can just like, fucking go in between the cars and, like, zoom. Like, it, it's and so beneficial. And here's the thing. It's like, you're, yeah, it's so beneficial. I would easily be on my bike all the time because yeah. it's... The weather's you, great. You're in traffic. Yes. You sit in traffic and you waste how much of your life in California. But you can't do that here in Ohio, right? Like a bike can't come up around the other cars. You're not supposed to. Okay. Uh, I've done it before, but I don't, uh, because I'm a very, I very much believe in safe riding too. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Right. Um, But Ohio, actually, it's not too bad. I, I don't feel, ever feel unsafe necessarily riding. I believe that as a rider, you are responsible you know, when you get on that bike, you need to have as clear of a mind as you can. If there's, for some reason, you're not in a good state of mind, do not get on that bike. Yeah. Do not drink while riding. Oh, that God. is a number one thing for me. Oh, God. You know? <laughs> and just, you really have to be smart about it. I, I avoid trying not to ride late. Because, mm-hmm. um, especially with roads that you don't know, because yeah. you're not familiar, you're just not sure. Yeah. Um, and always have to pretend, well, not pretend, you have to think that everybody's out to kill you. Yeah. You're like probably the best kind of writer, like a responsible. I am older too now. Like, like maybe, <laughs> maybe like 10 years ago, not so much. I'm 30 now. So, right. I, and I love, like, it, there is so much joy that comes from oh, it. Oh, I can imagine. And if you love to drive, my thing is like, if you love to drive, guy or girl, you'd probably enjoy riding. Yeah, I do. And I do it's, love to drive. it's a ease into it. I was riding in parking lots for a long time yeah, until I, I got out on the road. I would imagine. And then you find a, my biggest advice is find a friend who already knows how to ride. You need a mentor. And then, a mentor. Yeah. And then hit the highway for the first time with oh, that person. Ooh, I had a, I had a wonderful friend and he's in New York now. I wish he was still here. Um, he, so lucky, he literally went through all like advanced riding courses, which is a goal of mine out in California. And he's done all the intense, intense roads out there. He's done it all. Like the mountain windy roads. Yeah. And he's doing it with precision. And he he was the first person that I ever really stepped and rode on the highway with steps. No, uh, he's the first person that I ever rode on the highway with. And that was a relief because I was able to trail him. Mm. Okay, yeah, you have like a guide. This is how when I first rode yep. my bike in Copenhagen, which yeah. Copenhagen is like uh-huh. designed for bikes, bikes, actual, not motorcycles, whatever, road bikes. Like bicycles. Yep. Yeah, like bicycles. And I had my friend who lives there oh. show me like, because yeah. no it's matter fast. how comfortable you think you are on a bike, yeah. this is like serious bike traffic, like lane switching, different yep. like signals, yep. like m- 
tons of people on bikes. Like it is You intense, need a guide. But you have you a guide, a guide and you're like, yes. you, have, you have that confidence. And, you're like, and then the once course. you have, yes. And, and then, then I can go on my own. Then you can go on your yes, own. Yes. And I will admit like two years later and with the switch of the new bike, I now, I feel more comfortable on the road now than I ever have before mm. because I'm also in a bike that feels one with me. Yeah. So hopefully, like a horse, yeah. I think. So, 100 percent. hopefully yes. i didn't bore people with all that bike talk no but, i'm yeah. i'm interested to hear I about know. it and guess what this is my fucking yeah. podcast so if you're listening you're gonna hear about it um i have a question though what's your favorite like your like, stress drive to take or like route Do you oh have, like, a place i love like going to the go? riverside i know it sounds um so i love just going if you take going east that's what i do i you do too i take oh my 471 God. to we need to get you a bike <laughs> I, what I do is I just go out towards New Richmond. Yeah. yeah. And then I pretty much like go to New Richmond, Ohio. Do you ever take the, like the ferry over? So no. Do you like the Augusta? No, like if I you haven't. go all the way down New Richmond. Yeah. So you take the, yeah, down to New Richmond. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Skip or skippers yes. or skippers? Skippers. The key, the key. Oh my God. We need Cincinnati, to go. I'm so <laughs> glad I'm not the only one that does this. Oh yeah, absolutely. We oh can, my gosh. We can go to New Richmond, Ohio anytime that you this want. This is good to know. I'm glad I'm not the only one. That's that my, this. that's my like stress route. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> it's so, so funny. It is. I think it's because, I don't know. It's just like not, it's not really a busy yeah. Highway and it's pretty. You see the river. There's it. bridges. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's things to look at. The other one is like going through Kentucky to like to go. If you were to go to Augusta, right, oh, and take okay. the, you know, through the yep. river, there are fun winding roads out yep. there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just I, I try to explore as much as I can. I love that. It's just fun. Do you have fun accessories for yourself when you ride? Like, do you have chaps or do you have you have to have boots? You have to, yes. Right? Oh, here's the thing. Riding is not cheap no like like so, any hobby uh, these yeah days, specifically no writing and there are ways for the last couple years i mean i i do believe actually in the harley gear because the harley gear that i've gotten it's been solid and it's kept me warm and dry i've got to so, show i've got to pull up pictures of my mom like with all her harley gear on, yeah like, it's jacket. there's legitimate got my mom, got my mom oh, harley boots last christmas the harley firm. boots are gay i i got i have harley <laughs> boots i pretty much wear them every single time i ride i have a leather i have two leather harley jackets i want a vest oh you fringe. want a vest you want, okay we could probably hook you up yeah. with that <laughs> Actually, that would be pretty dope. I would love to just dress the part. That's what my favorite fit? thing to do. Actually, <laughs> is just to dress the part of things a day in the life. But then I like. Would you? Would you? Well, no, I'm not comfortable having somebody on the back of my bike yet. But maybe one day we could take one a roll day. around a parking lot. Yeah, that would be fun. That I'm totally fine with. <laughs> totally fine. And you can do some like video editing to make it look like we're like in the Swiss Alps. That would the green screen. We've got this. That's, yeah, I'm just like all about the mirage of it all. You know? Me too. <laughs> Next thing, what's what is the Tim Allen movie? I think it's called Hogs. <laughs> we'll make our own hogs. I love ladies, it. the ladies version of hogs. Do you have like a ladies biker gang? Not yet. No. But here's I think that goes back to trying to find a community yeah. that I'm really trying to find the young professionals who ride. You're like one in a million. That's like, is I, like your I, yes and no because spot. every once in a while I'll I'll be like I'm on the road or on the highway and I'm like oh shit you're my audience like I need a damn sticker to like put yeah. up against my window and in I feel like Indian riders kind of sway that way. Um, oh, interesting. I wanted to find. I was like pulled up. Um, 
a lot of young professionals are also very independent like we are. So we're just like kind of riding to and from work and doing our thing. And I'm like, how do we all get together? Right, right. There was this one in, this one um, guy that I knew around OTR. I think he's since moved out of town though. But he had a sick bike and a really cool Instagram because he would just, his Instagram. Wait, I... I might be friends with... I think I know who you're talking about. Where He still lives here. He does? I think. Was his is like he ca- from here? Is it like caffeine and... Mo- oh, no. We're thinking of somebody Okay. Okay. Anyways, we'll, we'll reconvene. We'll yeah. yeah. Um, but shit, that was like reminded me of something that... Young professionals Instagram, and Instagram, yeah. Young professionals. And the fact that we're independent and... It's just, it's just hard to find... Yeah. That community. And I... Well, it is kind of neat. It's very niche. Yeah. And, and especially here in the city. I think, like, if we, if you were in more, like, rural spots, it'd probably be easier to find, like, your biker gang. Yeah. And that's not... And that's... They're great. And they do follow me, which is good. But also, algorithms are forever changing. So I'm like, how the hell yeah. do I find these people? Right. There's got to be, like, a Facebook group or something. I'm like, I guess I need to create it. You need to create but it. But also, do people still use Facebook? Um, no, I don't. So yeah. you got to find a different way and to do it. And now TikTok's thing. I can't, I'm in media and I can't even keep up. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much. But I think that is like a very cool thing about you. Thank and you. I love to hear that it's just been like in your blood. Yeah. You know, like it's just been like something you've always you been know into. It's, you know what's funny? And I look back on this is... I'm very fortunate for all of the experiences that I've had in my life. You know, growing up, I was an athlete, played tennis and basketball. Oh, yeah, I want to talk about that. Yeah, a lot of different hobbies and things like that. But not that I didn't love those things. Uh, I I just think this is the first thing in my adult life Mm. that I really just did for myself. Yeah. Because I wanted to do. Yeah. Because it was fun. Yeah. And... It was a release. Yeah. Uh, That's and, how I feel about this podcast. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. It's the same feeling. Yeah. It's so fun. And I feel super connected to it and dedicated in so many different ways. And it just feels right because yeah. of that. And that's accomplishing in its own right. Totally. And I'm always very encouraging of someone who who's like, oh, I've been wanting to do X, Y, Z. It's just a, do it. Do you feel like it's really helped with your confidence that like you said, this is something I'm passionate about and I'm going to do it. And it's not, it's not an easy, there's a barrier to entry. Let's just say that for that particular sport, that particular hobby. And like you did it anyway. Little life or death sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's made me more confident in multiple ways. Yes. It's made me more confident just over time on the bike itself just reps 10,000 hours, right? Yeah. Um, but it's made me more confident in who I think I am as a yeah. person because... Like your ability to be like, I want to do something yeah. and I did it. That's and you know simple what's, and complicated fact right there. Yes. And I think what you're saying is a very powerful thing and I think I, I sometimes take that for granted because I've, I've always felt that that mindset is just, yeah, you should. Like if you believe in something, you should go and do it. However, actually putting into practice is another thing. Yeah. And as someone who could be an overthinker and who, I, I, gosh, what is it, uh, paralysis by analysis mm. that you – don't do something because you're thinking about it too mm. much and then fear strikes. Um, this was the first thing that it just felt so natural. So I think that's where the the confidence of just being like, this is a part of me. Yeah. And like, I needed I'm that. In, for I'm in me. alignment. Yeah. yeah. I'm in alignment and I needed I needed that moving 
as we were in the pandemic and out of the pandemic mm. because we were all searching for something in that oh, time. Oh God, you're telling me. Yeah. So when, you, if you ever find yourself in those lulls, it's like, what is that thing that is eating at you that you have been wanting to do for a long time or you've been wanting to learn? Just do it. And it's like the deep soul calling of like, what did you like when you were little? Like, yeah. what did you think about when yeah. you were a little kid and yeah. your mind was just so free? Like, when you're a kid, you were always in the present moment. Yeah. You know? And, like, you were just doing things out of, like, wanted yeah, pure passion. Joy. Joy. Yeah. As kids, we had the access to, well, I, I could say I was fortunate that I did. Not yeah. every kid has that space to do that. Right. So I'm fortunate that I had that access to to yeah. capture that joy. So yeah. yes, I agree with what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. I, I've told this story on the podcast before, but when I was little, like probably like seven, eight-ish. Yeah. And I specifically remember I would always do this like while I was in the bathtub, like taking a bath by myself, yeah. obviously. Yeah. I would always pretend like I was interviewing someone. So I was both the oh, interviewer and the interviewee. Like I would ask you know. myself questions and answer them. Like I would like play both of the sides. Did you ever want to do broadcasting? Did you um, ever look into that? Oh yeah. So I was like, so I majored in PR, which we had to have like a really strong focus in journalism. Yeah. So I took a ton of journalism classes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I really wanted to do it. The thing that was so weird about my college experience and like people being like, what did you want to do? I was the first in my family to go to college uh, and like, I didn't know what is college, what yeah. jobs yeah. existed or like what you could want to be. And like, I just only ever wanted to be an actress. Oh, okay. I just wanted, but, but you weren't moving out to LA. No. And like yeah. I was, and I quit drama my freshman year of, Life. because it wasn't cool. And but it, you wanted to be an actress. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, but it was more important for but me at the time. But someone wasn't able to slap that in into you to realize. My family that. told me like that was never going to happen, and like that's not going to pay the bills, and like you need a job oh, that like see? makes money. But like, oh, what that's is, where I'm like family. But like, what? It, but I was like, okay, fine. You tell me I need to get a job that makes money. Like, then what's that but job? Also but then don't I had no. That of course, of course. Oh, yeah. Now we can look back, and I can. Yeah. Know. But hey, like yeah. I made it work, and I created my own thing, and now I like. Get Honestly, to live my you're dream. in a great spot. To yeah. Be able to do yeah. Yeah. So it you all, timed it perfectly. It all worked out in the end. But when the time to be like choosing like broadcast journalism or whatever, like I just didn't have any guidance and I don't think I maybe like yeah. utilized the, a guidance counselor in the way one is there should. though I didn't have guidance I don't, so know. I don't know how the hell I, I got to where I am I spent <laughs> most of my college time just preparing for the GRE and to go to grad school because I didn't know what else to do except to continue to go to school yeah, that's what we were told and so I got yeah. into grad school at George Washington University in DC oh, nice. for public relations and like I was all set to go I was enrolled I was like ready to sign a lease and at, I went to Colorado for the first time I went to Vail with a friend of mine right after so I graduated fun. it was the farthest I'd been from home like I'd yeah. never been west Co like that far west I'd only been on the east coast um and I like went to Colorado and I saw the Rocky Mountains and I was just like there's like more than I think there is out there. And I probably shouldn't go into thousands and thousands of dollars of debt to go to school in DC for like no 
real reason. Like it wasn't like I was like, I am so, I'm what a great, what school. a great way to be like self-aware and for you to, yeah. But then I go back and I'm like, so I'm going to drop out of grad school. I don't, I've never been to a career fair. I've never made a resume and it's 2010. The economy is terrible. And you are the norm. And I yeah. just need to find a job. And then I ended up did find one just a couple of months, but yeah. it was a tough, a tough moment there. Yeah, of like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And do we still know what we're going to do? I think mm. that's the other thing, right? Like, would you, do, just, like, you can't, I'm sure you probably don't regret where you are now. No, not at all. Exactly. I mean, yeah, it, 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 but then I'm like, but I could be doing something that's like, like from like what I see you doing, which is a great segue. We can like transfer yeah. into career stuff. Like that seems like so much more like fun to me yes. and like what would like light me up more. I mean, I'm really good at my job. I have a great job. I like what I do. Yeah. It taps into like a different part I didn't even like really knew I was good at. And that, that's yeah. like all well and good. But then I'm like, but also like there's the little kid part of me that's like, but you just like want to be an entertainer. Yeah. Like, that's like what you really want to do. It is so. How did you get into it? It so, is what's so your story? surreal. I'll tell you, I'll start with this little story. So I understand your love for entertaining mm-hmm. because I'm going to set the scene. Uh, when I was very young and it was here up in Loveland, I lived at a, a I lived in this ranch house that backed up to woods and we had this like awesome like rock landscape that Mm. almost looked like a stage. And as a kid, I would go down and I would pick up the sticks Mm -hmm. and I would get up on this like rock landscape Mm -hmm. and I would entertain and literally sing to the trees. Mm -hmm. And I would tap So your microphone was the sticks. Sticks. Mine was a vacuum cleaner. Nice. It was like the standing. (laughs) Yeah, I know exactly. (laughs) It's the perfect mic stand. And you can dance with it too. Oh yeah. Because it has wheels. Yeah, you can move it back around. (laughs) We're the same. (laughs) And... Yeah, so I would sing to my neighbors and the trees, and I would tap dance as a kid, and I never, you know, my parents never put me in any of that. Oh. But I, yeah, I never did, they just threw me into sports, so... Mm. They knew that I, I also loved to run. Mm. I was a tomboy. I was a rugged kid, like... Yeah super athletic. Yeah. And it made sense for them to do right, that. Right. But I also think there was a little bit of disconnect that I wish you, you know didn't they like would have loved sports. No. It yeah. it felt I mean I, I can't I can't say I didn't love sports. I like to win. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and I did win often, mm-hmm. which I'm not gonna I don't wanna mean I don't mean to be like yeah. braggy about no, it, but like go- yeah, you're I was good. Yeah. I will say that it started to shift as I would get older in high school because I was playing two sports and my talent started to like balance out, right? Oh. I wasn't focusing just on one. Yeah. That, we, I'm not gonna get down that path. But the entertainment side of things, I you know, I, that was always just a hole that I felt that was just left empty for me. You mm. know, I did Sycamore Singing Company when I was in junior high and I got it. I, I couldn't believe that I made it. I rolled yeah. up into tryouts with for bas- right before basketball practice with sweatpants yeah. on and a t-shirt. And it's like 30 kids that they pick and everybody wants to be an SSC. And I made it. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? Wow. Were you a good singer? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I I can't sing, you know, and, and I, if, if I could pick an ideal career and an ideal world, 
I wish I was an artist on stage. Yeah, like a singer songwriter. Same. Artist. I wish that I could yeah. write because I also like love to write, and that yeah. was like always a passion, and that like has stayed with me forever. That I wish I could write the songs and sing them. I didn't ever care too much about playing a musical instrument. Yeah. The musical instrument aspect of it is, I always recommend everyone to try to play a musical instrument. I tried. They told me that I would only be good at the drums. See, that's dope. <laughs> How freaking, I wish I would have played the freaking drums. But I didn't play the band. drums because it was like the biggest, largest instrument. And remember, my yeah. family is not supportive of the art. Like I'm like this, yeah. like, Artist type in, but then like, they ride hogs. Like, what the hell? There's a lot of, I think, generational trauma. It is just yeah. like you well, do the safe thing, do the safe thing, do the safe thing, do the safe thing. The art is not safe. Like, just do the safe thing. Yeah, and it's not even about them not liking art. It's about no, what they, pays the bills. It's what pays the. It's, it's that, yeah. It's what it, pays that's the what bills. It is. Yeah, art. Yeah. My family Working was the class, same exact family. way. Yeah. Yep. Be art corporate. Would be a luxury. Corporate was safe to them because yeah. corporate gave them safety. Yeah. Right. And very similar as well. Uh, but like my parents made my brother and I both play an instrument growing up. So I played piano for eight years mm. and I enjoyed it. It felt a little actually forced for me, mm. to be honest. So it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't your instrument. It, it wasn't. Yeah, maybe, maybe it wasn't my instrument, instrument or the right. Uh, yeah, guitar. Yeah. Or I also felt like I didn't get in a group setting. Like I was just learning it at home. Oh. So I was doing everything. It was just like solo. Yeah. So whenever we, I was doing Sycamore Singing Company or any of that, like I loved it because it was a group setting. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, once high school hit, it pretty much ended. And then everything was sports. And then I was like, I don't want to do sports in college. I knew I wanted to focus on my career, which I didn't know what the hell my career was going to be. Right. Went to Xavier for advertising. Did you play a sport there? I chose not to because I was so burnt out. They tried to get me to play tennis. Yeah. Um, so right. what were your sports? Basketball, tennis? Basketball and tennis. Yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. Basketball and tennis. And very athletic. Very skilled sports there. Super fortunate. Yeah. Uh, very blessed. Uh, but also not like, again, I didn't dedicate my time enough to... It was not a passion. It wasn't, yeah. It, yeah. We did, it served what it needed to do. It taught me a lot of patience. There were a lot of other ups and downs along the way with that. And when I got to college, that was the first step of my own independence of me making my decisions on mm. what I wanted to do. And this is then where the career started to change and escalate. I went to school specifically just for advertising because in a weird way, I also as a kid, I was writing commercials. Mm -hmm. This is super bizarre. Yeah. In sixth grade, I was writing commercials. And I, I, I think that. like my, le my eyes are like a camera lens. Mm. And I see very visually that way. Mm -hmm. And so commercial writing and that, that, sphere of creativity was very appealing. Mm -hmm. It's a special brand of storytelling. It is a special yeah. brand of storytelling. So, you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this. And so, but I was missing sports. So I was like, let me, maybe I want to do sports broadcasting. So that's how I tacked on the e-media degree. Mm. And that's how I learned video production. Got so it. I ended up dual majoring. And then through that whole process, through the e-media major is how I started to get into broadcasting. Got it. And my teacher, Bliss DeVault, bless her. She saw me. She literally walked in when I was having a conversation with the counselors. I almost did sports marketing. Mm. And she says, do not do that. <laughs> she says, come Party to Angel. She says, come to news. I need you to look. I need you to just see. She's like, I need you to just get in front of the camera once or twice for me. Yeah. And guardian Angel. That was a guardian she angel. She was a guardian it was a guardian angel yeah. was there that day. And yeah. that moment. 
that's I will never gives me chills. It gives me yeah. like, it makes me like emotional thinking about it. That moment, I will never forget that. Oh yeah. And she that was the launch of like, hey, moving me into broadcast. But then uh-huh. it's been a it's been a whirlwind. Yeah. So what did you do when you got out of college? What was your Because I was job? like, I don't want to do broadcasting. <laughs> I was like, this sports broadcasting actually really sucks. Um, and yeah, sports broadcasting for a woman, horrible. I can imagine is not it's like, it was pretty sex. I, I, I mean, I believe that if you're a woman and you want to go down that route, do it. Sure. Like, We've got to have some fucking you person have doing it. Yeah. Somebody doing it. But as a female athlete who, you know, it could have made a career out of sports. If that structure was built in this, in, in some capacity, mm-hmm. It's all. T- it's mostly geared towards men. Yeah. So it, there's not. There's no hope for me. Men. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I'm trying to be kind. It's, it, it's I because I can rant about you it. Found I can love be nasty in a hopeless about place. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is stupid. I've wasted my whole life. I've wasted my whole life playing sports. And now I can't do anything with it. Yeah. Whereas you get, you know, average athletes who get scholarships to really good schools who also potentially could be making it to the professionals. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. I'm real athletic, and mm-hmm. there's no opportunity for that for women to make millions of dollars. No, or even a good a good. You've living gotta be like an Olympic capacity. soccer player. Yep. Let's, you or you're an best. international tennis player. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. you're inter. It's called international for a reason. Right. And by the way, Katie McNally, who is an international player, her mom was my coach, wow. and I'm not gonna be able to like. Nope. That's not happening. No. It's not yeah. happening. She she picked up a racket when she was three, and she dedicated her entire life to that. Right. I've seen the fucking the movie with Will yeah. Smith and the Williams sisters. Oh yeah. Would would and would love their whole life dedicated. Nothing that's else. That's it. it. They don't have another life. That's and it. I would love to be an athlete who could go to Ohio State University and like play play high school and then go to OSU and then live a great career and have mm-hmm. a great career and also get a college education and then also go. And play professionally and make millions of dollars. We don't have that. So, you, you know what's so interesting now that I'm talking to you about this? I'm really thinking, I've had a lot of people on the podcast, a lot of collegiate athletes, both male and female. And the female story that comes out of college athletics, it's all very simple. Like, they, it's, it, do not, they have animosity towards it? Not that it's not it? a positive experience. I think a lot yeah. of people have like camaraderie and like they achieve things, but it was also, fraught with body image, fraught with burnout. They're not given the same resources. No, and then then they stop being an athlete and their identity is just like lost. You're like, I did this one thing for so long. I dedicated so much of my life and now I'm not that thing. And I don't know how to eat. I don't know how to work out. I don't what know how to What is my value socialize. in this world? Like it's harder for women. It's harder for women and men. Not that it's not difficult. I, I see that with men too. It is on the professional level. Yeah, like because they lose you go a little from bit of, so much of an extreme. Yeah, yeah. But that's stardom. That's but it's not, not as it doesn't seem to be just this like harsh of a reality for men as it is for women. With, and yeah, co- I and like leaving college athletics or just any kind of like because it's athletic. literally our whole life, and then you end college, and then you're literally like, wait, what is this? What was this all for? You're asking then what it's for because when you can't, when you dedicate so much time to something, and I think that's why I try to, I try not to inherit that mentality of paralysis by analysis. But my entire life was sports. And then when you're like, I dedicated all that time and 
what am I getting out of it? There's right. no monetization out of this. Yeah. What was I doing? So then I, that almost holds me back a little bit of, of dedicating X, Y, Z time to anything mm. because then how do I know it's almost triggering? Mm. Cause it's then like it tr- holds like a me trust back. Issue. Yeah. It's almost like a trust issue of dedicating yeah. to something Yeah. because that's what a lot of female athletes right. go through. It's really interesting. And I'd be curious if anybody else feels the same. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. Slide in the DMs yeah. by your college athletes. Please, please do. Or high school athlete, whatever. Any kind of like yeah. athletic. If time. you're choosing not to play in college, what's the reason why you're not? Yeah. Could yeah. be very similar to my own. And yeah, so did and then out of so to piggyback off of that, um, when I got into the sports broadcasting world, I was frustrated mm-hmm. because of that. Yeah. I didn't want to be asking the generic five questions that right. sideline reporters ask. And, and, you know, a lot of the times it's because you're out there because you're a pretty face mm-hmm. and I'm not docking any female reporters who are out there now and who work really hard yeah, no. and who love sports. And almost sometimes I think the, the, the women who didn't play sports end up being the better. They don't have a chip on their shoulder. They don't have a it. chip on their shoulder about yeah. it. End up being more passionate about it. Yeah. And as that's a spectator, fine. as a fan, as like someone that's very yep. into viewing. Genuinely yeah. enjoys it. Yeah. And for me, sense. I'm tainted by it. Yeah. I get uh, that. Yeah. So that's a big reason. If I would have done any sports media or broadcasting though, I probably would have stuck with tennis and I would have done ATP media. I did get to work with them. I was a ball girl for seven years at oh, the ATP. Wow. Greatest that's experience special, of my life. Yeah. Very special. Um, so when you didn't do sports, then where did you go to? I hope you're about to talk about the job that I want you to talk about when you gave me my favorite thing in the world. Oh, probably. Uh, I probably not. Well, out of school, I was a. I did video production. Okay. So okay. We'll, I'm, we'll, you'll. I guess we'll eventually get there. Um, I did video production. I I started at Curiosity Advertising when I realized in college that I didn't want to do sports broadcasting. I reached out to every agency in town. And this is just like a tip and a life advice of network, 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 network. I knew that was like, maybe I want to be a copywriter. All I knew was I was like, I'm going to pivot into the agency world and then we're going to roll with it. And I got, I got an internship with the local one, with the one that I liked curiosity. And then I eventually paved my way and I started their video production department. I don't know what the hell I was doing, but it was becoming a thing. Yeah. And that was my background. Yeah. Did that for two years, then went to city beat. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. I was like, I love plumbing and chocolate milk because Rotor Rooter and Dean Foods and like Chris Hospital, those were our clients. Mm-hmm. Great mm-hmm. For, for your portfolio. But I'm like, I'm done with this. Yeah. Um, and we had produced, because people are like, how did you go from that to events? We had killer Christmas parties. Oh, interesting. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I love producing events. Yeah. <laughs> like this sounds silly. So much fun. Like, screw it. I, through mutual connections, mm-hmm was able to to figure out, you know, finagle my way to City Beat. And I became their event director. And, like, so then Burger Week and Pizza Week, Taco Week, those the are my babies. weeks. Allie, like, babies. you need to just lead with that. I wanted to put it in your <laughs> intro in some way, but I also just wanted you to talk about it. Like, you are the reason Cincinnati has, in my opinion, Burger Week is the best. So I'm I just going to go with Burger Week. Like, you are the reason we have... <laughs> Fucking burger week. So many cows are R.I.P. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, in my belly. Yeah. 
I love Burger Week. I look forward to it. Do you know I was a vegetarian when I started? Oh my God, were you really? <laughs> yeah. That's That's funny. a funny story with, uh, so, shout out to Tony Frank. Did yeah. someone take over that role for you that when you're not longer yeah. there? Because we uh, we have like a little bit of a bone to pick with whoever's doing it now because a friend of mine, do you know oh. Kayla? Kayla. Kayla now Pasquale was Hansman since he fit Wait, foodie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, she has the brilliant idea of starting Cincy Salad Week and yes. she put a lot of effort and time yes. in the back end and I helped partnered with her as did other Cincinnati yes. influencers and City Beat will not fucking recognize. I, this is maybe the Because third, it's a conflict of interest. This you know is that, the right? Third, no, I don't. This is the third time. City Beat is coming for my ass, Allie, because this is the like third episode in a row or something that I have talked about City Beat, City Beat, not in a derogatory way yeah. at all, but and also in City just Beat. like City Beat, I'm holding you accountable. I tell so, them that like they need to be more to the underground. They need to be more in the underground of Cincinnati, that CD underbelly of Cincinnati. Like I have yes. my ear to the ground, to the streets of OTR. Like City, I need to be a special correspondent to City Beat. Okay. And I'm going to be the voice of City Beat right now. Just from a like okay. a business yes, perspective. Please. Good. I need to hear this. Because all right, there What's the conflict of interest with Salad Week. Uh, okay. I'm gonna backtrack a little bit because I think there's also and when Salad Week started, I forget what year this was. Either way, like City Beat has gone through a lot. So the pandemic, it's a small it's a small yeah, company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So keep in mind also just like I don't know if I need this disclaimer, but like I fucking love City Beat and yeah. they're doing great oh, things yeah, for the city. But I'm, I'm just, just like giving context. <laughs> yeah, City Beat is like truly one of the beats of our. It's the of be- our it's, city. I like said the episode before. It's the pul- they got a pulse on the city. It's the pulse of the city. The probably the most genuine pulse on the city. Yeah, agreed. And um, yeah, so they have a very small staff, and they have gone through hell and back, and the volume of events and what they produce with the staff that they have can be grueling. So there's also just a lot behind keeping up and keeping track of things and sounds bad, but sometimes like salad weeks, not on the top of the radar and, um, them, I don't know what the expectation of what, but what's the conflict of interest? What, is I it mean, like big we, burgers, big pizza, big well, wings? Well, it's the understanding of they don't have ownership of salad week. Well, we so, can give it to them. Now we're talking. <laughs> All right, Kayla. You're, I know you're listening. That's what you got to do. You so gotta now hand we're them talking. The idea you have to on hand, a hand them. Yeah. Go well, and I think that's also how do you? What's what is the meeting about? You know, are you trying to get just extra promotion out of City Beat, or is it? Hey, you, I, I want to give this to you, and I want you to run with it, and just give me a small cut. Yeah, I oh, because I don't then you think, would get it off of the their event director's plate. I too. don't think anyone's even looking for any compensation yeah. here. We just want salads up with the lineup of pizzas and burgers and wings. If that's the case, that's then just it. Get I don't. It to I them. don't think anyone's looking for money. This oh. is we're not. This is not a money making situation over here. I'm we looking just, at the do- I'm, just, I want to make money so <laughs> and maybe I'm speaking maybe I'm speaking too soon for Kayla because she's not here to talk but I think we just want Sal week recognized with all the other weeks. I liked I liked the idea. I was excited when she launched Right Salad and I think week, people I, I just I also my personal interest here is like I just want to know more places to get salads and I want a good like, like how they give cuz favorite you, salad in town. I think Maplewood Okay, like they're yeah, like their um like version of a chopped salad yeah is delicious yeah but but I I just want to know about other salads and I want yeah. a chance to highlight places that have Reach. good salads Greens. and and 
Um, so that's healthy because yeah, usually the theme weeks are it's greasier or it's fried, which I love, which is great yeah. because Burger Week is just giving me such an expanded yeah. opportunity to see all the different burgers in the Cincinnati in, and which try I, new places. Yes, that's, which I love, and, and to I go to the hole in the wall places. Just want that for the salads. I, I'm here to support you. We'll try. I will try to put in a good word. <laughs> I'll put in a good word. The tea dog. But that was a genius idea. So thank you for giving us that oh, gift. It was a team effort. The gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yes, that is true. Leaving City Beat was actually probably one of... Actually, probably. That's funny. Um, <laughs> was one of the hardest things. Definitely probably. Yeah, definitely probably 1,000%. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a hard that was a hard conversation to have. Because I wasn't ready to leave. Mm. Um it WCPO. Like, again, another f- great, fun job. Yeah. Here's another tip. Always have your website up to date. Yeah. Um, I think I've just based my career around fun. That's, that's a core a- value of mine. That's why I'm so That's why I'm so drawn to your career is because I see yeah. that you're choosing fun and I like to choose fun. But I've also been given... Here's the thing. I have been able to choose fun because I have been given a gift of like fi- of financial freedom from my parents who were got me through school. Mm. I would not be in the position that I am well, debt free. Out. Yeah, yeah, I, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend that that's not part of what plays here. Yeah, if I if I knew that I was going into school with debt and had to pay for an education, I probably would have studied something different. Yeah, that's a good I point. I thank my dad about for this every single time I see him. And my mom too. But wow. my dad was, you know, yeah. he was the one that financially figured it all out. Yeah. And that's a really good point. Yeah, and I'm and I can't smoke and you know, there's those like glass and smoke and mirrors. That is one thing that I always do have a little bit of a difficult time with people. Like yeah. I I don't obviously fault anyone for the great decisions that their parents made that put them in a position to be financially secure. Like that's great. Like there's no fault there, but it is this kind of like, sometimes there's like so much like accolade and recognition and like, Oh my God, look at these, these entrepreneurs, these young entrepreneurs in Cincinnati, like look at all they're doing. You're like, yeah, absolutely really cool amazing great ideas good business they're executing great but also what are we missing they have a little bit of a leg up it's a leg up and i totally had a leg up it's no fault at all yeah and and anyone man and as a parent like if i ever am to have kids that's all that i can hope i hope to god i give my i hope i give my kids my my kids a leg up yeah and it's not anything to be ashamed of Right, you I would think hope it's, it's probably just then my own shit that like I don't have a leg up, so like I'm like, oh, those people, yeah, they're not. I don't know, but you're doing so. You are doing really well. We're gonna be our hardest critic too. Yes, no, we for are sure. totally gonna be our hardest critic because sure. you know when I look at someone like you, where you are in a position where you have a great job, you get paid really well. You're in a you're in a company that very much values you. Yeah, I'm not saying my company does not value yeah. me by any means. Um, you know, you have a great spot and like from a financial perspective, you're actually probably doing better than I am because I've come from, from the media world and the thing like the, my career, I'm not rolling in the dough yeah, even they're not now. Paying the big bucks. Over no, they're not paying Cincinnati the big bucks. Burger it's, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> the long haul. Like you're in it. You have to really want to be in it. And it's the yeah. fine tuning skills of, of, on air and public speaking and storytelling mm-hmm. and networking. And I question myself every single day. Was this really the smartest strategic move for me to make? Well, that's not maybe the question you need to be asking. Was it the fun move for you to make? 
Yeah, and of course, but I can't answer it. I could tell you it was the fun move. But long term, I'm like, is this also going to keep me? I think that long term, the things that you're choosing to do that are bringing yeah. you joy and fun, like that is where yeah. the magic is. That is what you need to be chasing, not the paper. The paper will come See, with yes, the joy. Yes, and I don't know. Yes and no. Yes and no. Yes you, have, and you have to have drive. You have to have yeah. initiative. You have to be strategic. You have to be intentional. Like all of those things yeah. for, like when, with your career to be successful, of course. But I just, but I really do believe like you get paid over when you're doing the thing that you love. People recognize sure. that. And it might not be instant or immediate, immediate, but like we're young in we our career. We are very young. Yeah. It's like, where is that fine line, you know, of someone who didn't have a leg up and that w- was able to strategically maneuver their career in a way that they were able to give, get themselves maybe out of a hole and then also pursue their passion and if it was in a traditional media career, like who is that person? Yeah. And I'm also a firm believer now you can learn anything online. Yeah. Um, network is a big network is still a big thing. Did Xavier going to Xavier help me for sure? Right. There's no denying that. Right. Um, the world of media is is a, is a funny one. And Cincinnati, like we just we talked a, about, like Cincinnati is a unique broadcast community. Yeah. And blessed. Yeah. To, be, to say that I'm on a morning show in. In a top, Cincinnati is a top radio city. Yeah. People come, people have traveled all over the country in radio and then land in Cincinnati like, we're not going anywhere. Yeah. I'm like, cool. Cincinnati is super special, I think. It is very special. And I still have to, I I do pinch myself because. So, okay, how did you get on the, what happened from City Beat? What Cincy Lifestyle, was that the next? Yeah. So So again, I go from an agency of creative production to a, to or a video production to event production to WCPO Channel Nine Cincy Lifestyle and Cincy Lifestyle is a paid sales and marketing show. How did you get? How did they? Exa- right. How? They called me. Amazing. I could always have your website up to date. Um. So the backstory behind this was I remember sitting at City Beat and I got a phone call and I'm like, ring, 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 hello. This is the sales director of WCBR. I'm running out of the studio. I'm in the hallway. I grab a pen. I'm writing everything on on my arm that this guy is saying. Oh and I'm like, look at it. I'm like, what the hell is this guy talking about? I'm like, so is this for a full-time gig? And he goes, yeah, um, we need you to come in for a screen test. And I'm like, I have no professional you, on-air you, experience. Like, I've done on- stuff in college. Right, right. But I'm not on-air professionally. He's like, that's fine. Clyde Gray who is a very well-known anchor in town for a lot of people here in Cincinnati, will be your, would be your, like, co-worker and mentor. I'm like, okay, How sure. How find you? Through Xavier Connections. So oh. I had a, uh, I didn't even know this person, actually. Bliss DeVault, a guardian angel. Um, yeah, there was a student who was working at Channel 9, and they were looking for someone for this position, and they just, they couldn't find someone right, right for the role person, yeah. because it was a lot of nothing docking traditional reporters, but they didn't have commercial shooting background, mm. video production background. And I did. And that was a number one, like priority they for them. Someone, they needed someone Paid to do work. the whole thing. Who they, understood how to work with clients. They couldn't do two jobs. They yep. needed them to do the whole thing. Yeah. Whole thing. And they were like the on air. They didn't also want someone who's very buttoned up. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, and I'm super rough around the edges, and yeah. I didn't have the hello. This is Ali Martin, Channel yeah. Nine, you know WCBO, yeah. da, 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 da. Um, which I and, love. I'm like, 
friends with some of the yeah, girlies on the news. And I'm like, will you like switch into your anchor voice real quick? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love to hear it. Channel WLWT. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> W-E-B-N. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so then that guy passed because uh, the, the guys, the people at WCBO were like, we're not finding anybody for this role. Uh, do you know anybody at, at Xavier that might have graduated? And then that's how it all escalated. Escalated. And so then they brought me in and they liked me. And then they So what did that segment look like? You were on TV? I was. I was in front of the camera. I don't know how I did this. I was in front of the camera. I was behind the camera. I was running all around town. I was shooting. Did you have to find the stories too, or did they give you that? Myself and the producer Dude, were what finding the stories. Fuck? That's so hard. I was producing six to seven, two and a half to three minute video segments a week. I did the math the first year. Two and a half to I three produced minutes. over wow, 200 and something segments. It was stupid. And it that's was stupid. so hard to do. Like, you hear two and a half to three minutes, you're like, oh, that's short. Do you know how hard it is to get what you need to communicate in that short of amount of time? And, and like, make it shot. catchy yeah. and, like, make it, like, that's st- so hard. And I'm a perfectionist and coming from a commercial background. So my my expectation for my pieces were and I, were tenfold higher than probably what they needed to be. Right, right. So I kind of shot myself in the foot, to be honest. I don't regret it. But this is another thing where I'm like, wow, don't care more than your employer does. Because mm. by the end of it, it was a great experience. Super grateful for it. But I think I did 10 times more of the work mm. than I needed to. Yeah, you were the uh, overachiever a little bit. I, it was an overachiever. And, you know, I, I loved the I loved the show and I wanted it to be successful for all of us. But it just it wasn't a right fit. But through that, which I then came to realize... My a love for radio. Mm. How, yeah, how, wait, how did that? They're media partners, so that's how I got in. So while I was at WCPO, I was going into 700 WLW once a week with Scott Sloan, talking about Scott what Sloan. was going on in the community. Sure, and I was bringing the the heat there. You and had your ear to the ground. Yeah, I was l- like, f- yeah, boots on the ground, yep, and it was the best. In. And then Kid Chris for WEBN. He heard me down the hall a couple of times and he goes, oh. I want her on my show. Oh, and does so, he have his own, sh- he have just him on a show? So at the time, because his whole show has been flipped on its head, it was him, How long has Thomas, he been on the air? A long time. Yeah, a long time. Because he's good friends with Howard Stern. Yeah, he's, so, I, I know the name. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's very like, he's he's pretty well known and, and he's so good at what he does. And so the fact that he wanted me on his show, I was so flattered um, and yeah that's like a big like big deal pat yourself on the motherfucking back oh, for that one and i am like i remember oh this is a funny story too and i remember i went in there twice i think maybe once once or twice and right before the pandemic hit and it was him thomas and meat um and shot and his name is sean kelly he's now over at fox uh-huh. and yeah so it was three dudes and at that time it was very bro-y and like right? they're older right they're older you're it's young like yeah yeah so this young girl who comes in and they're it, it's a shock jock culture vibe yeah and i mean i'm throwing they're throwing at me i'm throwing it back like yeah. it was so great and then the pandemic hits and they're like well we still want you on the show so I, were you just like calling mm-hmm. in yeah, like okay. Well, so you I were was, not a permanent fixture yet. Yeah. You were just like we're gonna have once a week coming and would in. They, like tell you this is what we're talking about. No, I was bringing the same material to Scott Sloan. Like I was talking about what was happening in the city. Okay, so and I they were the kind of commenting off of what you were saying. 
totally different vibes though, yeah. right? From 700 to EVN. Yeah, okay. And we never, like, we would talk about the things that were going on, but not really. It would yeah. just, like, totally get off topic. And I remember, pa- I would be pacing. I would walk, I would be walking around my living room, pacing around my living room, around my couch, while I'm talking to them, on live on air broadcast, on the phone, three dudes and me, and I am a newbie, and they are firing away at me, and I don't know what is happening. Yeah. And that's kind of where the chemistry started. And I just, I saw Chris, and I think I connected, and I'm, I don't know what, I think he could probably agree, or he wouldn't have brought me on the show, that right. there's a connection there that um, I just see him yeah. probably more than any other like woman has seen yeah. him on the show. Yeah. And, you know, I decided not to resign my contract and I saw that that was a path for me yeah. and, and a different level of storytelling that I'm still figuring out. How long have you been doing what you're doing now? The more, so you're doing the morning, morning show. show and then, yeah, I hired on for nine months is full time to seven, five to 10, five to 10, five to 10 WEBN, the kid Chris show. Okay. Yeah. And it's just a different level of, wait, sorry, how long have you been doing it? Nine, I've been there nine months Nine now. months, okay, okay. And broadcast radio is different even than from podcasting, right? I've done podcasting. Yeah. So that's a whole other thing. Like, and How it's just is it different. different, do you think? Um, you have to be it's so shorter. It's for it's, one thing. It's, yes. Well, podcasting is much longer, right? I'm even, as we're sitting here talking, I'm thinking I'm not tight enough on the stories. Mm, yeah, I'm but it not, doesn't matter. We don't, I don't want you to be. I know you don't yeah. want me to be, it, but uh, this <laughs> is my producer brain, brain going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Allie, this isn't tight enough. Yeah, this yeah, isn't, yeah. where's the punchline? Where's the, yeah. I am constantly, because I'm used to steering the ship more in that way. Right. You got to be shorter, tighter in time. You got to hit Ooh, it faster. You got to be real concise with your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with podcasting, it's looser and it's yeah. longer and it just depends on who the audience is. Right, right, right. And yeah. What the, yeah, what the, like, the vibe of the And I'm show. fine-tuning the other side of that level of storytelling. Yeah. Yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah. And I, I don't know what's next. I mean, YouTube is hopefully next. <laughs> right. That's what's going to be next for you. Yeah. What, when you are, like, do you have to prepare for the day ahead mm. in the morning? Or are you just like, we're going to show up and like... Those are some just, you know, secrets on air that who knows. Oh, okay. But okay, honestly, okay. truly though, a lot of it is improv and live. Yeah. We are, and I like to, I, I, to, I we clout this and we, we toot our own horn. Uh, we are one of few radio stations that are genuinely live. Shows that are live. Mm. You call into our show on Friday on Open Phone Fridays. We are live. Oh my god, you take calls from people. We take calls. Oh, we want you love that. Not to dock other shows, Wait, but I've a lot of shows are in sometimes. Yeah, call in. 102, yeah, 513-749-1027. Oh my call gosh, in please listen, listeners, call in and say and that you listen us. to What The Fit, so then What The Fit is mentioned on the radio. That's yeah. what we need to do. Do it. Listeners, Bombard please. us. Give please. the number one more time. 513-749-1027. Amazing. Thank Call you. us live. <laughs> yes, we pick on up Fridays? live. On Fridays? Well, yes. Yeah, like, we pick up live throughout the whole week. Okay. But Fridays in particular, it's a fun segment that we do open phone Fridays. Open phone Fridays. What the fit? Listen, what? do yeah. it. Do yeah. it. How many listeners do you have? Um, Probably. You don't also don't have to save. This is <laughs> cut this out too. <laughs> um, so I think like if they will not show like unique listens, they'll yeah. just do like downloads. Downloads. Oh, so like which I take with a grain of salt. 
Yeah. So like every episode is like a, usually like a couple thousand. That's good though. Yeah. It's yeah, fine. that's good. And it's mostly Cincinnati based. Um, mostly Cincinnati, but I have people in Chicago, LA, Florida, North Carolina, They can still call in by the iHeartRadio app. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, awesome. Good for you. Congrats. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's fun. Um, okay. I want to shift gears a little bit. Sure. And talk about fitness. Oh yeah. This like, is what the fit. What, what the fit. <laughs> what do you do today? We know you were like an athlete now, but like, what does yeah. your like fitness routine you're, look like today? You're catching me at a really, um, fun time actually of transitioning. Love that. Yeah. Because I, you know, we talked about the whole, like being an athlete thing, finding your identity, running always ha- was my foundation of just Hey, if I need to move and I need to sweat, I would just run. Okay. Go out for a run. Go out for a run. Run, 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 run. Which is good to a fault, but you know, you're not lifting, you're not gaining muscle. And mm-hmm. this is the physical side of things. So mm-hmm. there's a whole mental side yeah. that I'm sure we'll get to as well. Um, but from the physical side of things, I recently stopped doing I recently kind of stopped running. Yeah. Because I effed up my knees. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, it's my hard. Glutes aren't on, strong. Yeah, it's, it's hard like, in your joints. Yeah, hard on my joints. I'm a baby giraffe, yeah. so <laughs> this isn't good. <laughs> it's not good. Yes, yeah. And I started to spin. <gasps> okay. So I I've been going to Cycle Bar. Love it for the last six months. I've been loving it. My what, do you go to butts looking much nicer. My boyfriend would agree. <laughs> do you go to High Park? To High Park. So, oh my God, Cycle Bar is like holds the most special of special places in my heart yes. because that is where I like started group fitness in Cincinnati. That's like how I built yes. a community of group fitness first yes. at Cycle Bar in Hyde Park. Girl, I feel that so. So hard. it is like a really really special place. I I and it's like love it. It makes you feel like, yeah, community, but then you sweat and you get stronger. And it was my crutch out of um, running. And Mm -hmm. you know what the other part of fitness was? Actually, this is probably the number one step into reestablishing myself was finding a really great physical therapist. Mm. Um, I can't say this enough. Eric Oliver over at beyond exercise literally changed my life. Wow. He snap crackle popped. Yeah. Eric beyond fitness, Eric at beyond fitness. Holy crap. Snap crackle pop changed my life. And to the point where my back was sore all the time. And a lot of that, and not to dock the previous job, but like it was so physically demanding of carrying equipment Mm -hmm. everywhere. And I was doing all of that alone that I effed up my back and my body more than I realized. And then just by running and not doing all the other things that I needed to do, it was just all piled up. Like movement pattern. Oh, horrible. Yeah. And my, my, my spine was effed up and all of that. And he kind of like snapped my body back into place Mm -hmm. over a couple months. Mm -hmm. Glad I had a great HSA. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Got that together. And then, over a year or so, I started to realize like I needed to change those habits of running and I needed to start lifting again and being more serious. So that is where that's now where cycle bar comes into play. And just I really don't run as much. Yeah. It's a lot of walk. I love walking. Walking is my favorite thing. To do. Walking is the best. Thing I just love to be, I do love to be active, but walking number one, cycle bar and, and lifting. So I saw you were at the cake factory. Recently, or maybe oh, not yeah, recently, yes. but like, uh, yeah, that's yes. So I just, I've this has just been like popping up on the gram recently, and I have a really good friend, Wendell, and it's Wendell. And 
Do you know Wendell? Yeah, I fucking know Wendell. Wendell. Yeah, that's his shit. It's one. Oh no, no, no. He's just a trainer there. Oh, okay, okay. But I, I was training with another guy by the name of Kyle. Yeah. Okay. So, but what is the cake? Fa- I, I'm it's, literally it's now you, yeah. Anna, and another friend, Courtney, like. People are at, posting about the cake factory. Like, I don't know anything about this. And I feel very much out of the loop. And I don't like it. I'm having extreme FOMO <laughs> that there's like something happening in the fitness, Cincinnati fitness world. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah. So it's a group of trainers who just open They have a, a gym. gym. Okay. Yeah. And they're the just trying to, yeah, try to, yeah, the vibes are great. The vibes um, are great. Vibes okay. are great. Personal it's, training? Per, it's all personal training. Just individual. Yeah. There's no like group, class. No, no. It's fitness. just you sign up yeah. with a trainer. And that's why you're seeing probably these videos pop up because they're trying to get people in there. So they're they're telling their patrons start posting. Yeah. Well, they're doing it's working. I'm it's, I'm I'm, you I'm seeing yeah. But yeah. Wendell, I fucking love Wendell. He's, Wendell's his energy rugby for oh. the Cincinnati Wolfhounds. Oh my god, I forgot that's a thing. Yeah. Oh my god, rugby. Talk about it. Yeah. Talk about exercise and fitness. Yeah. But Wendell's energy is yeah. incredible. So it's I'm sure contagious. He's such a good trainer. Yeah. And it was, and I actually didn't work with him at the time, but uh-huh. when I went in, it was just, it was a good energy and the space it used to be an old garage. Where like is a, it? Do you know where Proud Hound Coffee is? I don't, but I it's also a, see everyone Pleasant Ridge. Fucking it's shit in about Pleasant that. Ridge. It's in yeah. Pleasant Ridge. Okay. Yeah. Neck, okay. Right to the right of Proud Hound Coffee. Okay. And it used to be this old like car dealer or like car shop. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's 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 a gym and it's yeah. a good time and it's yeah. personal training and it's something that, you know, in an ideal world, I would be seeing a personal trainer twice a week. Yeah. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. Twice, three times a week if I could. Yep. Yep. I hear you. But I'm not. So yeah. that's the <laughs> okay. physical that's the physical side of the okay, journey. Like, physical- I don't overcomplicate it. No, you don't but need to. I just believe in moving, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not I, I wanna be and feel confident in my skin and I think we all compare ourselves and we do. Social media does that. It's and terrible. I'm like, is my ass big enough? And I'm like, I'm like, is my ass one. big enough? Is my waist small enough? Are my boobs big yeah. enough? My arms toned. And you're like, fuck it. And I'm like, fucking It's horrible. It's, it's horrible. horrible. I, I will say, I don't know if it's just like the sheer ex- exhaustion of like yeah. that cycle that I just said, like repeating in your mind. Are you over it? But as I get older, it's just, it's, it is less and less. You know, what's funny with that too. I just, you're tired. You're exhausted from it. But I think from that, it's actually turned me into a healthier person. If that's hundred percent, because then I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to just do what I know that is going to be best for my body, which then now is giving me better results. A hundred percent. It's a, it's totally mental. It's counterintuitive. And like, I just think that like you get into this, like you can get into this obsessive mindset with like your body and like, is it good enough? Is it this? Is it toned enough? Is it big enough? Is it small enough? Is it Uh, whatever you all in all. And you're like, really dial it back. You're like, what am I, who, who am I, who am I trying to impress? Okay. Am I, am I trying to impress like other Girls, am I trying to impress? But like, you, and you are guys? beautiful, so like you're. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like in general, right? Yeah. And then, like, what has like comes up then is like, I don't know about you, yeah. but I would a hundred percent much rather hang out, be around, date, be friends with someone that's not fucking chirping and harping about yes. their body. Oh my god! And are just oh being themselves. God. And ha- like, that's what I fucking want to be around. So Yo. then like, you know what I, like, who you, are you trying to, 
what are you trying to do? It's like counterintuitive. No one wants to be around that energy. No. Oh my gosh. There are a couple of people that I know in my life, which bless them, great, good people, but they are so into fitness. And these people happen to be dudes in particular. They're so into fitness. And I just, every time I'm around them, that's their sole priority and focus. And all I could think about is when you go and hit on other chicks, if you were to ever have a girlfriend, I would never want to be in that position because as a, as your partner or quote unquote girlfriend or significant other, that, that would be on my mind all the time that I'm not good enough right. to hold up to your standards right. because you are in the gym all the time. Right. And, and, and then you see the trends that are constantly fluctuating body like types, Kardashians right now without not, changing. You can't keep up. How the hell do they, I'm like, good for you guys for creating this crazy empire. But now it's starting to go back to the quote unquote, like thin heroin chic. I, I, that came across chic. horrible, but all, my thing is who in the hell is ask, gonna it's, be you know what here's here's to be chic. Do you know what fucking heroin looks like? Not, it's not chic. It's not healthy. <laughs> no, and and I think more people are reading through that bullshit though now. Yes, which we are is now. good. Which is so good because when it was popular, oh, yeah. when we were eighteen, nineteen, twenty, well, we were years getting old, fed that from other men. We were getting fed that from men, not yeah. women. Well, and like media shit, just like yeah. all the celebrities were like starving themselves, like Lindsay Lohan, Paris, yeah. Hilton, like. But think about why that all stemmed. And this sounds, and I'm not trying to be like crazy sexist about this, but like it's coming from a place of agencies and talent and yeah. like, and Victoria's like Secret that was right. all run realistically by men in right. their ideal standard. And don't get me wrong, those women, they, yes, they were beautiful, but it's not an idealistic standard that an average woman has. And no. now, like, and, and can attain. And I think we also, as women, as social media has become a thing, we've put that pressure on ourselves oh, more. yes, we have. And we're starting to break that down. Yeah. Which is cool to see. Yeah. I just try to remind myself, like, because I 100% go there. We all go there. There is no point in denying that we don't. There's no point in denying that we don't. So when I do, I just try to remind myself, like, there are so many more interesting things about you than your body. I know. There are so many love your body and take care of it, but don't. Things than you about your body. It is not the only, like, it is not the thing. It's just like factually, when someone, like, is interacting with me, hanging out with me, like being with me. It's like not the thing that they're fucking concerned about. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah. Cause you want, cause just like ask me about, ask me something that actually matters. You know what I yeah, mean? And I, and I know that, that that's, that's the fact because when I think about anyone that's important in my life, the last fucking thing I'm thinking about is their body. Yeah. Think about like yeah. your best friend. I wonder what guys would say to that though. Cause I'm still, maybe this is cynical of me. I'm like still not, not convinced that guys don't always think about that first. I think that there's a, there's probably, there's like a range. Okay. Because th- what I've seen is that a lot of the women that are kind of super, uh, you know, obsessed or like thinking about it or like worried about it, whatever, whatever terminology you want to use are not the people that like need to be like, they're already really fucking, yes, I agree. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's where it comes into play of like, do you think, and we're just going to assume that this is coming from the lens of someone that's thinking about men. So do you think that a guy would rather you be 10 pounds lighter 
and fucking talking about your body all the time and talking about how bad you feel that you ate something and you're in such a bad mood and I'm puffy and I'm bloated and I'm this and I'm that. Or would you think that they would rather you be 10 pounds heavier and fucking fun and laughing and not worried about it. Yeah. And I think that's all maturity, right? Yeah. That all goes back to maturity. If, if it's a man versus a boy. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. That's and, the and, thing. And what is the, oh, and I think that also just comes with age. I, I think the visual element is always there to a point and everybody finds, but that's what I love about it is, and now with social media is we are all attracted to so many different things. Cause yeah. right. Like I'm, I'm currently dating someone who's shorter than me. And I love it. And then most people, because I get asked this, I personally get, I get asked this more than anything because of my height. Mm. And I bring this up with, with my boyfriend and he's like, I literally don't care. He's like, I love it. And I'm like, I love that you love it, but I'm, I, I don't mean to like bring it up all the time, but I don't think you boyfriend understand how much people ask me about it or articulate. So it's like, that that type of energy is always yeah. around, and also because I'm six one. I mean, it's it's yeah, and it's easy for us to sit here and be like, yeah. oh, this is what I do to combat it." But like, when, it's still just like a fucking reality that for women that society values women w- that look yeah. a certain way. Plain yeah, and simple. I, and Plain I think and you can't not- ignore. Yeah, and I and I think we can sit here and like say everything's hunky dory, but the reality is, is that still it does is it's a factor. True. And I'm also not going to sit here and say, as a woman, I want my man to be healthy too, but I'm also not saying like he needs to be a triathlete. Fuck no, like that no. doesn't bother me. And I I think there's more of that commonality in the world that is isn't as expressed that like hey. We want our, like, we're attracted to someone who is just, like, relatively healthy. I think that the most and, attractive thing is when people are, like, concerned and proactive about their health yeah. and longevity. And, but also enjoy, but enjoy life. There, it goes back to, I don't want someone who's in the gym five days a week and also is going to scrutinize my body. And then, and that's all, that's going to be the number one concern. And then you're not going to be able to live life and it's an anniversary and we can't eat this cheesecake. Yeah. Screw you. I'm yeah. going to, my face is yeah. going straight, straight Absolutely. into that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I am going to eat that cake. <laughs> I am with you. Totally. Or I'm going to drink the wine. The wine. Oh, as preach. we are. Yeah. Just finish the bottle. Crush the bottle. <laughs> Okay, but let's shift a little bit to talk about mental stuff. What mm. are your like self-care things that you must do to be your best version Ooh, of Allie Martin? Um, this is interesting because um I have been someone who have who has lived by myself for six, seven years. Ooh. Um, I have been so cliche, a strong independent woman, right? Like I I have not been that gal who has been in a, in a serious relationship for a long time until now, and which is still very mm-hmm. new. Um, I haven't lived with anybody else for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of my coping mechanisms actually is exercise. Mm. And this is cliche and it's cheesy, but uh, wow. I'm fortunate that the habits that I did create as a kid from being an athlete rolled over that when in doubt, you know, move yeah, and sweat. Move. So uh, truthfully. When in doubt, move. <laughs> when in doubt, move. I know it's so cheesy, but. No, it's not cheesy. It's just true. Yeah, it's, it's true. true. You need that to movement sweat. movement can look however you want it to look. Yep. But I really do think we have to like alter our physical state. Like your endorphins need to go. our environment to clear out the shit Sometimes that travel needs to is that out. too, right? 
Yeah. That's mental. Yeah. Um, yeah, so shaking it up. So it's like getting the sweat in. Uh, that's always number one from a mental perspective mm-hmm. if I feel down. Uh, I can be a very... My emotions can be very highs and lows, highs mm. and lows. And I'm cognizant of that. And it's taken me time to self-reflect. But I've also have had that time because I've lived by myself. Yeah. And, you know, gone through other relationships, friends that have made me had to step back and say, ooh, why did that relationship go that way? Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot of self-reflection. Uh, the making sure that if I feel depressed, socializing, mm. I'm more of an, I get fuel from other people. Yeah. So if I get depressed and if anybody ever feels this way and maybe they, you know, I, everybody has that spectrum of introvert extrovert. Yeah. I think there is a true element of just getting yourself out into the world, whether it's going to a coffee shop and reading a book. Yeah. Just get and get, go yeah. talk to people. Yeah. That is a skill set that not enough people are still engaging in. I think it's slowly coming back, but I'm a firm believer. I'm like, I'm going to teach people how to be a damn human <laughs> to the next generation because it's, it's, a, it's a harder skill to come by than uh, people realize and feeling good yeah. in your own skin. Yeah. And that's, I would say, people connecting with people, exercise, um, and then... I guess the travel aspect is kind of the combination yeah, of travel, both of them yeah. to, to, to spark get that new experiences mental. Yeah. Cause yeah. you got to be able to be challenged. So if, if you feel like it's always that mindset for me of if I'm feeling stagnant and I'm not feeling challenged, do I need to pick up a new book or what is something that's going to get my mind, my mind going mm-hmm. that I'm thinking create about new pathways, create a new pathways. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm very fortunate that I love what I do with my job is I'm talking to people all the time yeah. and I love telling other people's stories. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why this is flipped coin today. But I personally am like, my job is to give other people a voice mm-hmm. and to make other people, be, other people feel heard and seen. And that's in my mind, the gift that I've been able to give yeah. to other people. And I'm sure that will change over time. So in when I can't do that, I got to figure out what am I missing that I'm not doing my my mission yeah. anymore. You're not like in, al- in alignment. I'm not in then. alignment with that quote unquote mantra yeah. anymore. And if I'm missing that, usually then it ends up being that like travel piece that I need to go and get out and I need to then go meet other people mm. in a different culture. Mm. Talking to other people who don't have the same experiences as you. It's like so magical. It's it is. And it, and it makes me so sad people who who are scared to do it. Yeah, a lot of people are. You know, a lot fear of... holds people back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Real. For real, it does. And I don't, I don't, I don't have like a solution for it i don't know no i don't know what what to do you can't just be like don't be afraid like yeah you, and there's like a lot of work to be done i guess to uncover that's like, such a boomer mindset of like stop doing that yeah, <laughs> okay like, hold on wait why yeah it's hard <laughs> unpack that a little bit it's hard i think just like acknowledging that it can be hard and like you're validated in that experience if yeah. you're someone that's like Oh my god, the thought of going to a coffee shop and talking to someone is literally terrifying. Yeah. Like and when you're sad okay. and if you're depressed and pulling yourself, I that's the hardest part is getting yourself out of the low. We we it's easy to be like, oh yeah, just go and do it. 
Right, when you're feeling up. But it's up, setting that, yeah, it's that's great. That's great, no problem. I can give myself advice all the time. Find your up. triggers. That's what that, that's what that is. And then, and then I always think about it this way. It's like, think about what are the moments that you feel at your high? And then what are the moments that you feel at your low? And like, if you need to cry, then cry, but make a mental note of those. Like, just like make those mental notes, use your freaking Apple notes, <laughs> whatever it might be. I use them I, every day. That's the other thing. I mental have tons thing. of phone notes. Notes, notes, yeah. notes, 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 notes. Yeah. And then I've when you see notes, those patterns. Allie, I know. That- <laughs> <laughs> all of, you got all a novel of my, in there. <laughs> I have so many thoughts. If my boyfriend only knew. <laughs> I just want to send him all of that and be like, could you answer all You're of that? You're going please? to. You're going to put it in a, a survey monkey. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. That's going to be my woo-foo form. <laughs> and just like be, like pick up your on your highs and lows. And keep note of that. And then it's like, your goal is to try to achieve those highs, right? Like strive for those highs. So what those highs are when you feel like your best self Mm -hmm. and that you're, you're working at your most efficient level. So what is it? And then think about those things as to why you feel that way. Like, how did you create the physical environment? Yeah. Where are you? You know, put your, like, as a sim, like a little sim character, like drop yourself into that Mm -hmm. moment. And for me personally, it's not going to be the same for everybody else. It's, hey, when you get depressed, Allie, you're typically by yourself in your condo because you've been by yourself for Mm -hmm. seven damn Mm -hmm. years Mm -hmm. and you need to get yourself out. And that's a dangerous place to be. Yeah. It is a dangerous place to be by yourself all the time and... And boy, loneliness is on the rise, and it is oh, a scary damn gosh, thing. I know. And and especially Moving from one pandemic to another, a pandemic yo, of loneliness. Loneliness, but specifically for white men. And there's yes. a reason why their violence has gone up. Yes. And I'm like, this is this That's is a whole other podcast we could do. Oh yeah, I. Do. There's a big reason. That's part of the reason why I took the WEBN job. Yeah. Was to talk to that audience. That's and I know great. that's like a lofty, I know that's a reach thing to say. No, I but love as a woman, having men on the yeah. podcast and talking about ways they take care of themselves so other men can hear about how ways other men take care of themselves. But that's assuming that they want to, that's the scary part is we are talking to men that don't know how to take care no, of yeah, themselves. No, that, yeah, I know. That's what I mean. Like just like the sharing of. Yeah. Like people that come on this podcast are men yeah. that do know how to take care of themselves or like role models for that space as are like the women that come on the podcast. But I yeah. think self-care for women is something that's like pumped at us constantly, which is great, but it's not done that way for men. Yeah. And, and it's, it's not, it needs to self-care be is not a gender specific thing. Everyone yeah. human needs to know how to take care of themselves and it will yeah. look different for all of us. Yeah. But I think men specifically, I'm right there with you. Like we need to like re we need to like get to women the men. are. Yeah. We are like women are good. I'm going to be honest. Like great. I feel like women, women are great. good. We are Gucci. Uh, Agreed. I, I want to, uh, and when I you mean, watch the not, TikToks, of, we're having our rights taken from us right and left, but yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> but that's, I will literally burn down the, the city yeah, for that. Um, in the, the self care world, we, we've found a voice. We've overall, got we're good. And I do think we will triumph. Honestly, I think we will, I do believe we will be okay. I, I um, do too. And we're just naturally nurturing. So we kind of like have that instinct of yes. how to take care of ourselves from a, like a, very like gut feeling. Yeah. But like men, that's what they're missing. I was just reading this thing about men who aren't married, like marriage 
better serves men than women. Oh. Much oh my God, I literally that like the rates for depression, for disease, for isolation, everything is down for married men. Like it like adds so much value to their life. And you can see it. We don't need to yeah. see a study to know that. Like we, women have noticed this. For, this is the crazy part is like women have known this for a long time. And this is where as like women speaking to men, you know, I think as a woman, we want men to thrive. We want men to succeed. Absolutely. We don't hate men. No. We want men to be their best self. We want uh, you to be your, if you're yeah. a man and you're listening, we want you to be your best self. But we also want you to know, it's like, we want to give you a safe space to do that. And we're asking, like, we live in a time period of, we have all of the conveniences that we need, right? We Everyone, man, woman, we all could be independent if we wanted to. Yeah, but that's not a human. It's exactly. Social. We're not we're meant creatures. to be. Yeah. So we're now living in a society that our basic Maslow hierarchy of needs, they have been, our basic needs have been met. So mm-hmm. now we're moving into self-awareness mode and self-awareness mode is emotional. Mm-hmm. And that is, it's preached everywhere now. Mm-hmm. And it's a struggle bus. It is. But uh, but because not being afraid gener- to rely on But it's women. a generation of men, too, that have been taught growing yeah. up, you need to be strong, you need to be a big, strong boy, big boys don't cry. Yeah, and they also don't know why they were being told that either. No, because it's not, like, an yeah. actual thing. It's just, like, yeah. what the gener- what the generation taught us for gender roles is that yeah. like boys don't cry and you be strong and you whatever. Big boys do cry. Oh my God. Frankie Valley in the four seasons. Do you need to make a new song? Yeah. Cause big girls don't cry. Right. Big boys do cry. Yes. I'm with you. You can sing We're on to something. You are. Uh, my voice is shout right now, but <laughs> well, we can wait. Cause and that's I'll that. Just, I will do, I will do it. Do a little do up in the back. I will. I oh, will sing it at one point in time, but do the drums. that's a, <laughs> Real high note right now. <laughs> we have to do it now. Um, okay, Allie, I, I need to ask you the big question. Okay. In order for us to wrap up this episode, this. which has been such a delight. I know. Such a delight. So fun. Thank you. What does being fit mean to you? Oh, God. Um, being fit to me, being fit to me is when I feel my, my most confident self. And I just feel, and I'm sure probably Confidence, other people have said this. Yeah, it's just, I wake up in the morning with energy. Oh, yeah. Being fit to me means energy. Oh, yes, energy. Love mental energy. clarity mm. and confidence. That's what that means. Amazing. To me. I love those. In a nutshell. I love yeah. those. Because then we that had... will just stem everything from there. else. Everything else. Yeah, everything else comes from there. Oh, I wish you have to come back and I want a yeah. whole podcast episode. I want to talk about confidence. I feel like it's such this like elusive, yes. oh. powerful unattainable, attainable, yeah. mystery. How do we do it? How do you have it? How do you get, like, I think it's to me, like, it just is like this. I, would I don't lo- know. I would love to talk about that. Whole episode it's, the all, it's, all, it's being all in. It's yeah. being all in. <laughs> all in. So you have to come back and do it. Allie, where can people follow you? Where can they yeah. listen to you? Yes. Give us all the deets. So for, well, for personally, um, Allie Martin is my last name. Uh, so, a L L I E M A R T I N eight because my name is very common. Mm, uh, yes. Allie Martin eight <laughs> is pretty much all of my social handles. 
Um, and then if you want to hear us in the morning for yeah. a radio show, it's I'm on a rock station, by the way. It's 1027 WEBN. Amazing. Download the iHeartRadio app. Amazing. You can find us there. Leave us a talk back. I'm and not even going to get to talk anything. Call yeah. in and say you're a WeatherFit listener. We love to hear Allie on the podcast. She did a great job talking about men's men crying. That's what yeah, we want. Yeah, we want men to cry into our radio yes, shows. Absolutely. That would be great, actually. Amazing. Thank you so much for your Thank time. You. I appreciate so you. Listeners, thank you so much. I love you very much. And that's it. Bye-bye.